Welcome, Rosario. So good to speak to you again. It's been a little while and obviously a lot's happened <laughs> all over the world for everyone. Um, so tell me about your business. Yeah, well, thanks for having us, uh, Pema. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a very busy time despite uh, COVID. Uh, obviously, um, everybody's working remote and uh, not doing a whole lot of travel, but uh, on the on the uh, every other aspect of the company, we're charging hard. So closed uh, some strategic capital and ramping up the team and and making some uh, real progress on what we consider to be sort of some last mile features that we're getting ready to roll out. So tell me. Um- more about it, uh, like what you guys actually do and uh, what you're involved with. Yeah, yeah. So probably, um, I don't know if you recall from uh, last time I was on one of your panels, we talked a little bit about uh, core value proposition, which is really yes. the um, elimination of trading counterparty credit and settlement risk. And um, so in plain English, what that means is we make it possible for anybody to transact with any other liquidity source, any any counterparty market makers or exchanges, and to be able to do that from uh, the safety and convenience of maintaining the assets in their own custodial account uh, and uh, with uh, you know no counterparty credit or settlement risk and essentially real-time clearing and settlement at the custodial level with all the net settlement movements automated, et cetera. Fantastic. And so how are you finding things since uh, the, the elephant in the room launched <laughs> the COVID crisis? Um, what's been happening in the markets? It seems to be going up and down and boom and bust. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oddly, I think it's, I think there's, uh, you know, COVID has actually kind of helped the the whole case for digitization and and crypto generally, I think, um, in fact, I'm looking at the screen right now. I think we're at a new all-time high in Bitcoin, you know, just as of minutes ago. Great. Um, so there's certainly a lot uh, a lot of good stuff happening from a, from a crypto perspective. Um, you know, I think uh, for us, it just uh, it meant a lot, a lot of focus, uh, you know, and, and I think uh, we actually got a lot done despite uh, the pandemic. So we're, we're, we're in uh, uh, all new territory, really, really charging ahead uh, and getting a lot of traction. That's great. I know there's been quite a few changes too. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about the effect that China uh, banning uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies has had on the markets, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. Um, China, of course, I think has been trying to get control of monetary, uh, or, you know, or, or get control of money outflows for you know a long, long time, and so banning, you know, banning crypto officially and and mining, of course, is I think a step in the in that direction. But it's it's interesting if you really look at what they're doing, they've actually created a digital yuan, which is issued and and managed on blockchain, right? So they're they're mm. really moving towards. Uh, essentially having a central bank digital currency or their own sort of state-owned, you know, cryptocurrency, if you want to think about it that way, uh, which obviously is going to give them a tremendous amount of control, uh, you know, over monetary flows. So, so I think um, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting development. It's, it's net positive for the United States, because I think now the United States has got, uh, I think it's actually the leader in hashing power now uh, on the network, which in, which in, I think by most people's uh, standards, probably reduces the overall risk to the Bitcoin network, you know, given that it's now not centralized in China. So uh, obviously then the point of the exercise on China's part was really more to control um, the currency, which they couldn't so much with 
Bitcoin and, and crypto. Is that correct? Am I correct? Yeah, I think that's, it, it certainly seems like that's one of the primary motivations around it. Okay. And um, obviously, the other interesting thing that's happened recently is El Salvador taking on um, Bitcoin as a, a currency. Obviously, the US dollar is their main currency. Um, how do you feel about that? And, and do you think that that's really going to contribute to the ecosystem, having a country using it like that? I think it's uh, certainly a pretty incredible development. Um, I, I figured it would happen eventually. I think it happened sooner than anybody would have thought. And I think yeah. there will be, certainly will be copycats, I think, in, uh, in the developing world. Um, you know, what it, what it really means, um, you know, is, is remains to be seen. And, and I okay. think it, you know, it poses a lot of questions with respect to the IMF and, and all sorts of sort of, you know, geopol- geopolitical and geofinancial, uh, you know, implications potentially, and I'm not an expert in that in that okay. area, but it's it's obviously a pretty fascinating development. It's a real uh, experiment <laughs> in that domain, I would say, definitely. And um, and also, I see recently that the um, federal government now has um, now got the power to tax uh, crypto uh, with the new um, laws that are coming in. So, how does that affect? us all generally? Is it going to affect uh, your company in any way? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, it'll have a, it'll have a big impact on, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, for more, maybe more of the fringe element, frankly, I mean, I think most of the firms that we cater to are, you know, real institutional firms that are uh, mostly involved in short term, trading and obviously, um, you know, ha- doing everything by the book as it, as it, as it were. So, uh, I, I'm not sure it has a huge impact on us as a company okay. or on our, our general clients, but I think, uh, you know, I think it does have implications, you know, around, uh, you know, all those, all those holders and folks that, that are borrowing against those assets and maybe thinking they're going to ultimately get around, uh, get around some of the gains. And, um, in your company, you, you're obviously dealing with other companies, correct? You're not dealing with individuals, from what I gather when we've had past conversations. Yeah, that's right. We're currently strictly B two B, so we sell to hedge funds and banks and yeah, and uh, folks like that, exchanges, and and I think um, ultimately we'll have some. Uh, we'll be able to touch retail, but only after we finish up with some of our regulatory uh, roadmap. Okay. So how do you feel or how do you see the landscape? I've, I've just noted a lot, obviously being in uh, the media side of things, that um, a lot of the customer service lines to uh, places like Coinbase and stuff basically don't really serve the public um, or their customers. And um, I'm just wondering what's what's that all about? I mean, it's I guess it's nothing new having been involved in... Um, in startup world for so many years, um, but uh, I am a bit shocked because this is people's uh, money, obviously, and uh, I heard of a few people losing money and basically could not even get any responses from um, Coinbase was the one that was mentioned, but apparently there's a few others. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a uh, it's a combination of things. A lot of it is the usual, you know, you have you have a massive massive client base, and there's going to be some subset of those clients that are going to have things to say and are going to not have a great experience, you know. But I think 
you know, for me, our, our position is that really that the exchanges ought to uh, not be custodial, right? I mean, that's kind of the point of the okay. the, te- the technology we bring to bear. So we, we're sort of hyper-focused on investor protections and, and offer a way for, you know, exchanges to maintain client assets at neutral regulated third-party custodians while still performing their function and offering their service. And we think that that's probably where the regulatory uh, you know, headwinds are are, are going, and uh, we we think that'll ultimately be better, better for everybody. Either that, or we need a whole lot more uh, disclosure around what goes on inside of some of these exchanges in terms of the the, the, the trading that happens. So, yeah, that's kind of our two cents. Yeah, um, well, that's very interesting and um, encouraging to hear your perspective and uh, what your focus is, because uh, obviously there's been a long history of of um, problems with some of the crypto um, exchanges. Um, definitely that Canadian one um, in 2019, I think it was, was uh, a bit terrifying to hear everyone lost money on that. So um, I guess really, you know, my focus would be to want to bring um, much more stability and um, safety to people to be able to use cryptocurrencies and uh, you know, have some sort of structure and obviously that means equals regulation, particularly in the US. So what are your thoughts on that? How do you see things heading? Well, it certainly seems like um, the regulators are uh, have not even begun to sort of really take the actions that I think they're intimating are coming. Um, okay. You know, there, there, there's you know, a lot of question about whether or not any exchange that's operating in the United States that's trading, you know, more than Bitcoin and Ethereum, meaning any other any of the other crypto assets, whether they ought to be regulated as a broker dealer uh, and an ATS. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of sort of open open questions and a lot of people that sort of you know maybe maybe put the cart before the horse or took the took took the approach that they were going to basically uh, do what they needed to do and ask for forgiveness later but i think yeah. um, i think that's going to bite a lot of used in, in the valley isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's really you know it's it's uh, it's it's hard to do that you know if you're when you're dealing with regulations that are designed to protect the investor public right yeah. I mean, the exchanges have done a great job of of making you know making it easy for people to access cryptocurrencies and i think that's you know where a lot of their you know their their value is i think um uh, but I, but I, you know, it, it, you know, and obviously as they get bigger and more institutionalized, like if you look, like if you look at the size of Coinbase, you know, obviously there's a, there, there's some comfort that comes from having a firm that's, you know, that, that size and has that size balance sheet and so forth. But, mm. you know, globally speaking, I think, um, you know, I think it's, it's highly unusual to have exchanges custodying client assets. And I think there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, questions about uh, about what kind of trading is happening on those exchanges and you know whether or not there are affiliated market makers market making on those exchanges and right. in the in the in the FX days you know the exchanges actually retail crypto exchanges look a lot like FX retail brokers in in many respects and, and, okay. and anybody that knows that space knows the kind of things that uh, used to go on on yeah. a basis in the, in the retail effects yeah. space. Yeah. So, you know, one has to, one has to wonder if there's a, if there's, if, if, if there's that uh, sort of thing going on here as well. And, 
and hopefully uh, hopefully there'll be you know more regulation and, and more um, you know disclosures around sort transparency. of transparency yeah, yeah activities yeah. like that absolutely yeah wow I'm um, very interesting um, and uh, just uh, before we wind it up I was just wondering what your um, prediction is about where things are headed um, obviously like you said it's actually, Bitcoin's actually trading really well at the moment um, really high what do you think's going to happen um, in the next 12 months or so? Uh, obviously, we're still struggling and dealing with uh, COVID, so, um, and that seems to have helped the whole um, domain, blockchain, crypto domain. So, Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the, the most interesting developments right now are probably happening around the DeFi space. Okay. Um, and I think that will continue. I think what's fascinating is that even though it's a very immature at the moment, we still see losses, you know, north of $100 million, you know, from hacks, you know, left, right, mm. and center. Uh, the the reality of being able to deliver a financial service where you sort of have a crowdsourced balance sheet, if you will, backing some of the activity, things like that are really, really powerful. And I, and I think eventually they will, they will mature and they will take over a large swath of, of, of sort of what we currently think about as banking services. And, and hopefully it'll democratize and make make a lot of those things more accessible to more people but i but i i you know i i don't think it's a flash in the pan and uh i think it's it's also very clear one other sort of macro trend i mean this is really just the beginning of institutional adoption i don't even think it's actually really begun mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now we're seeing just incredible uh interest and very very large traditional wall street firms saying things to us like you know now the asset class is too large to ignore etc so um, you know, I think uh, I think that means we're in for an extended uh, an extended run, you know, for quite some time. And I think there's just a tremendous amount of utility. I don't I don't think it's about any particular asset and how it trades. I think yeah. it's just the actual utility of things like Bitcoin and things like Ethereum and what you can build on top of Ethereum. So it's very exciting times. Fantastic, and so good to talk to you again, Rosario. All the best with the business, and uh, hopefully we can check in somewhere down the line to see how it's all going. Thanks, Pimo. Appreciate it. Nice chatting with you. Appreciate your contribution. Thank you.